0: Have you ever had a nightmare neighbor? You know, a neighbor from hell? You know what I'm talking about. If so, we want to hear about it in our brand new podcast, Nightmare Neighbors. That's right. We got another one in the works. But we need your stories first. Go to NightmareNeighbors.com and send in your Nightmare Neighbor story. Or call in toll free. 888-68-CRAZY 888-68-CRAZY and share your nightmare neighbor story with us and we may talk about it and use it on a future episode of the Nightmare Neighbors podcast coming very soon maybe they're your current neighbors maybe they were a neighbor from years gone by now is the chance to tell your story anonymously Go to nightmareneighbors.com to share your nightmare neighbor story with us or call 888 68 CRAZY and be part of the brand new Nightmare Neighbors Podcast. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, one listener finds a quaint, peaceful apartment inside an old church, an old, haunted church with a dark history. That's today on Real Ghost Stories Online. ghost stories online and it is 855-853-4802 our phone number to share your real ghost stories with us we'd love to hear them we're it on our website real ghost and this is a program that is primarily supported by you guys the listeners always has been always will so if you like the program and want a whole bunch of extra content like more than 300 bonus episodes just waiting for you to binge away on them just go to uh, ghostpodcast.com and sign up there or patreon.com slash real ghost stories and we'll get you all of that bonus content. You also get advanced episodes of the show before they're released to the public, all of it commercial-free. So that's a nice advantage there, too. If you listen regularly and you're like, oh, I don't like ads, uh, That's I, under- I get it. We, we need them to also help support the program. But if you, you don't want that, five bucks a month gets rid of that. You don't have to have any of that there. Uh, again, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash stories to uh, support the show. Keep us on the air and get all the content commercial-free and the advanced episodes. Uh, Tony and Jenny Burski joining you once again. Hello. And how are you this fine day?
1: I'm fucking awesome. How are you? You're fucking awesome. <laughs> well,
0: it's, uh, it's an interesting way to start the show, I guess. <laughs> I know you're excited because uh, when, when we record these programs, we record uh, about three in a row on Monday afternoons. We do two episodes of real ghost stories online back to back. And then we record either an episode of Dark Side of Wikipedia uh, or uh, our new program, uh, Nightmare Neighbors, which by the time this airs, should be out. Yeah. So uh, be sure to search that wherever you download podcasts. You probably have already heard a promo or eight for it because uh, as soon as it is out there, I'm going to be blasting some promos out there for it. But um, Nightmare Neighbors is not about ghosts. It's just about crazy, horrible neighbors. And I know you're very excited about today's program on it because we've had adventures over the weekend with some of our nightmare neighbors. Uh-huh. Where uh where, where by again where by the time this airs, we shouldn't be in that neighborhood anymore. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Um but uh that'll be exciting. Yes. Uh, to talk about that. So nightmareneighbors.com is our other podcast. If you have a nightmare neighbor story, we'd love to hear that there. Um, and there's a phone number for that, which is 888-68-crazy. Um, and it's a fun show uh, where you can just kind of let it all go about whatever's going on now with your neighbors, maybe in the past, whatever it may be. But uh, if you'd like to hear Jenny go off on a tirade about, um, is it tirade or tirade?
1: Tirade.
0: I've, I've heard it both ways.
1: It's I don't know. I always say
0: tirade. Uh-huh. I don't know why I changed my enunciation of things over the years as I hear other people say them. But,
1: I, I think it depends on where you live yeah. as to how certain things are said.
0: Go on a tirade. That's mm-hmm. what I've always said. I try to fix my A's being from Wisconsin. Um, but uh, you uh, you can uh, check that out at nightmare neighbors.com and mm-hmm. it'll be great fun for everyone. She may <laughs> even, she may even deliver the story uh, in song to uh, the Toys R Us theme or my buddy. I'm not quite sure. She's been speaking a lot in song lately. <laughs> Which I know you're like, Jenny, <laughs> speaking in song, that's usually you. I, I do know.
1: I do that. I don't know if it's a coping thing, an anxiety thing or what, but yeah, you can sing just about anything to my buddy or the Toys R Us thing. So. <laughs>
0: it's just random shit, random horrible things that she'll sing to these songs and it's it's great. It's really lovely around the house.
1: It makes me happy.
0: It does. Uh, anyway, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We would absolutely love to hear them. Let's go to our first uh, letter of the day on today's program. And uh, it starts out, I live in the upstairs of a house or live in the upstairs of a house for about seven years in Bloomington, Illinois. It was there for about two years without any issues before strange things started happening. My friend who lived below me also experienced things. A friend who lived across the street saw a ghost, maybe even the ghost, one foggy June evening, walking to and from the house and through a big wooden sliding basement door that was closed and padlocked shut. I loved the place right away because the rent was cheap, the rooms were big, and the closets were long. My bedroom closet was almost half the length of the house. It seemed like a great step up as my first apartment was not only a boring college-type place. I lived in the upstairs of what seemed like a converted attic of an old house. The ceilings had a curve to them, which meant if you stood at the end of some rooms, your head would hit the ceiling, which was styrofoam-like stuff. There were stairs up to my front door. There was also a central stairwell in the house. It had doors at the top and bottom between upstairs and downstairs, both lockable with a deadbolt. There was a basement that had a dirt floor and a large sliding door. The landlord said the house was built in 1890 and used to be a church. While he pulled the carpet up and cut the floorboard to get the water leak one afternoon, it was around this time that activity started beyond random thumps and bumps that I dismissed as an old house thing. One night I woke up to footsteps slowly creaking and walking in a circle in my kitchen and did not open my door until almost ten minutes after they stopped, which felt like an eternity in the middle of the night in the darkness. I feared someone had broken in but did not hear anything, so I figured I would look around. My place was empty. I turned all the lights on, checked the door locks and windows, no sign of an intruder. I did not sleep for the rest of the night. There were more incidents of sounds at night, once a loud crash like a box falling complete with things tumbling out of it but nothing was found out of place once i was making a pizza and had my front door open but the screen door shut while i cut the pizza i heard a creepy voice through my screen door say something and thought it was my friend i yelled what kind of joking and there was no response so i kept cutting my pizza The voice called my name again, so I stomped fast to the door saying what again and opened it and there was no one there. If there was someone, they would have leapt off the second floor balcony silently. I looked under my stairs, stood out there, and there was nobody. I went in and called my friend across the street who answered right away and denied messing with me. I explained what happened and he was shocked. That was the only time I heard the voice there. One night while sleeping, I heard a repetitive click, click, click sound. It was like in my dream, but it was kind of woke me up. I was being between awake and asleep and hearing that sound and yelled, Stop it! And the noise stopped. When my alarm went off in the morning, I opened my eyes and was startled to see the bedside lamp on my room. It was off when I went to sleep. Confused, I turned off the lamp. and The switch made clicks when turning it until it went off. Click, click. More things happened to my friend below me and me, but the real event was my friend across the street. He was having an evening smoke on the front porch and noticed someone standing near the foot of my stairs. It was dark, so he thought maybe it was me. Then the person walked towards the street and he was dressed in work clothes like a loose shirt and slacks. He started doing things with his hands mid-air like he was hitching a horse or wagon or something. Then he turned to walk towards the basement, but while doing this he walked halfway through a giant buckeye tree at which point my friend knew something was not right the guy then walked to the basement door acted like he unlocked and opened it and walked right through the closed door and into the basement after a bit he walked back out through the door up and around to the front of the house then back down through the basement door at this point my friend threw his smoke into the street went inside to call me he said to come over and as I walked down my staircase I saw nothing no sign of the person he had seen It was a damp, warm night in June, June 1st. My friend looked terrified as he opened his door and ushered me in to tell me what he had seen. After some time, the activity settled down until it pretty much disappeared. I'll never forget that place and all the things I experienced. There was another very strange thing that happened regarding the interior stairwell that I could share at another time. Thanks for reading. It was also scary at times, but also fascinating to live there. How often would you have a chance to experience a haunted location for yourself in your free time? I'm glad I stayed there if I did and had the experiences that I did. I was also glad I had particularly good friends that also experienced things and believed and tried to debunk things with me. Mike.
1: I think it's interesting that it all started when they tried to fix the leak in the floor. And, you know, we know that ghosts don't like remodel but it makes you wonder why just moving the carpet and fixing the leak stirred things up.
0: It seems like a fairly mundane fix and mm-hmm. like you're doing it for the better where like maybe they'd be happy you're keeping the place intact. I don't know. Yeah. Is it just the act of changing things that, that stirs things up? I wonder. I don't know. What makes, what I was thinking about when I was talking about this being an old church that uh, that he lives in, And now it's interesting because so many old churches are no longer churches, which is something I never thought I would see happen. You know, I've seen them, you know, old ones get torn down and this or that. But it was a fairly odd concept in the late 90s, early 2000s for a church like a, you know, Gothic looking church building Mm -hmm. to be something other than a church. I mean, there was one in New York that turned into a nightclub and that was like, oh, wow, look, they turned this old church into a nightclub. Yeah. Um, but other than that, there really wasn't a lot of like repurposed churches going mm-hmm. on. Um, and now, you know, 20 some years later, um, there's a lot of repurposed churches going on that are the Gothic type that are, you know, anything and everything. Um, right. That, and that, that that I find it's interesting. I think it's good the buildings are being repurposed. Um, but I guess my other point would be is, Um, 50, 60, 70 years from now, so many new churches that pop up are popping up in like old Walmarts and (laughs) and old Kroger's and things like that, where it's like, that's a church? And it's not shocking anymore to see a church in what was once a Walmart or a Kmart or something.
1: Well, and some of them are so massive, they look like like an indoor soccer facility from the outside, you know, they're metal. And, and you know, if you don't realize it says like blank church on Mm -hmm. the side, you think, Oh, it's a sports, you know, complex.
0: Yeah. And it's one of those things where we look back at some of these older Gothic type churches and you go, Oh, that's neat. I want to go take a look at it. Now that's a sporting goods store or whatever it is. A restaurant, a restaurant, an antique store. It's everything. But, if these things ever change hands, I mean, it may just go back to being you know another Kroger. <laughs> I know. It, it, uh, it's it's uh, you know I'm just I'm, I'm trying to look at it from seventy year perspective down the road of like ooh spooky it was once a Kroger and then it was a church and now it's mm-hmm. an ice rink you know it's like it's like there, there's not going to be that spooky element to them where you could ever identify what it was because they're such nondescript buildings now.
1: But and I think that misses something. But but in the same breath, you know, not to knock any construction people here, but things are not built in modern times the way they were built. long time ago
0: well i don't think they have the budget to i mean and it's not a construction thing of like i bet there's plenty of construction people who would absolutely love to be part of a project Mm -hmm. like that because it would be so neat and so amazing but find a local church that has a budget to build a a facility of that nature with that sort of rock and brick and stone from the ground up it doesn't exist And and when those structures were built that was feasible but what
1: i was saying is that these things that are churches now mm-hmm. 70 years from now you know we're not going to have the old you know yeah. metal building churches they're not going to be around just because things like that aren't going to have the lifespan that the old gothic churches or old stone churches or old catholic yeah. cathedrals have like
0: those will still be standing
1: yeah but the new stuff or the the ones that are the repurposed walmarts you know yeah. those may or may not be around just because of the the materials used.
0: Yeah, the roof will eventually collapse in a <laughs> snowstorm and
1: you yeah. know, it'll
0: just be like, yep, yeah, okay, well, let's go to the uh, old abandoned Walgreens and uh, put church in there. That's kind of how it, it's working. Yeah. But at, at the end, the the old ones will still be the ones that are standing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There'll be a paintball arena, but... Now,
1: um, <laughs> are the old churches just too expensive or too small? to repurpose back into being a church to where we don't have to have churches and and you know commercial buildings
0: i think it all depends in some cases i think the congregations got too small uh for the the facilities themselves and then the upkeep of the building the heating the cooling the maintenance Mm -hmm. of such a facility um is astronomically high Mm -hmm. um and so that you didn't have you didn't have the, the congregation to support the church then in other cases you had situations where um they would like merge I know like in my hometown they merged like all the Catholic churches there was like eight Catholic churches in a town of you know 50,000 people and then they merged them all into one and built a new building and then they all went there and then it became much more feasible to to run sure because it was that but then you had all these old buildings mm-hmm. that were these gothic beautiful looking churches that either were torn down uh, or tried to be repurposed into other things so
1: and i'm just thinking there's so many of these startup you know yeah. strip mall churches yeah that could easily you would think easily go into one of those smaller old churches but you're you're probably right it's probably the cost and yeah. everything cuz i would think like uh one in particular that comes to mind, it wasn't an old, you know, strip mall church, but the cost to run a church in an abandoned theme park, yeah, is pretty high as well. So,
0: well, they just used a building that was a, like a metal outbuilding, really.
1: No, they refurbished a lot more than that, did
0: they? They did, okay,
1: and so just keeping that going, yeah, I would just think you could probably. Have oh, put-
0: you're talking about. In Branson, yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking about the other theme park church that was in Wichita. No, that, you're right. That one was quite. Uh,
1: that run. was expensive yeah. to run.
0: Yeah, you're right there. Um, yeah, there's so many theme park churches <laughs> that we've come across.
1: None of them have good memories. <laughs>
0: um, I, I did see because I'm curious the the Catholic church that my dad went to uh, when I was a kid. I would go with him sometimes. And that, that one was closed down for years because it was part of the merging. But really, just beautiful architecture and just mm-hmm. amazing. These, you know, I don't know what you'd call them like the, they weren't p- like you know, like steleg tights, you know, but they were. The lights. They were not light. You know, like steleg tights, like in a cave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was like that sort of architecture, these big things that hung down from the ceiling. I know there's an architectural term for it, and I don't know what it is, but that's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> um, but it was these, these, doming ceilings that God knows, however they built this thing a hundred years ago, it was just amazing Mm -hmm. how it was done. But, um, an independent, uh, like community church actually ended up going in there Yeah, because I looked it up online. Like, Oh, it's good. Somebody's using the building. Um, and I saw pictures of it from today of what it's like. And they're, you know, kickstartering all these different funds to try and deal with the water damage that's coming through these things because you know you have one of these giant you know hanging things from the ceiling collapse on you you'd probably not end well yeah but that's the sort of thing you have this amazing architecture that a 100 years old you know that they can't keep up with Mm -hmm. so anyway it it was just interesting to see what some of those places look like today there's a lot of interesting abandoned photos online if you look that stuff up and sad to see what these beautiful places look like once, and how they have deteriorated, but it all comes down to money. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to our next story. It says, I was a little girl. I had no friends. Well, I take that back. I had one, but nobody could see. "'Her, only me. "'I played with her almost every day while my parents fought. "'My mom believes I was going crazy, "'but my dad said it was just me being a little kid. "'That went on for weeks, then months, soon to be years. "'I thought it would never end. "'Once I was a teenager, "'I stopped hanging out with my ghost friend. "'She kept coming into my room at night "'asking if I want to hang out, "'but of course I said no due to schoolwork "'and me getting older. "'I thought as I got older I would stop seeing her, "'but I guess I was wrong. "'At first she understood me, but not for long.' Soon she started to get violent. I'd wake up with bruises, cuts, bleeding, and three scratch marks all over my body. She only made my life a living hell by not leaving me alone. Everywhere I went, she was there. Finally, I told her to leave me alone for good, but that made her even more mad. All the closest people around me started to die, move away, tell me that they want nothing to do with me. As I was so upset, I felt her go, I felt her go to make me think that I could rely on her, but I was never going to do that again. I was not having any more. So I got someone to come to my house, do an investigation while my parents were away. They told me she was trying to keep one friend because she was stabbed in the back by the people that she thought were her friends and she did not want to have this same experience with me. I felt bad for her and told her to let us make a deal and of course I felt she agreed I told her when I'm done with all my homework and work, I would set some time aside for her. This seemed to work out. I also said that if anyone hurts me or tries to hurt me, I will tell her and she could do whatever she wanted to do to that person. She was always there when I needed a shoulder to cry and someone to talk to. I was happy, and so was she, till the day came that I gave birth to my firstborn child. The father of my child left me because he did not want to have a child with me and he was cheating on me with my best friend at the time. We're no longer best friends. Much fewer uh, much fewer friends anymore. I was so mad that I lashed out at her. Luckily, she never harmed anyone. And she went away after that. Well,
1: I'm glad she didn't harm anybody because that's you would carry the guilt of knowing that this spirit harmed somebody for
0: you. It starts out friendly. It starts out kind of like, oh, I'm sure you're thinking, oh, this is relatable. And then, mm-hmm. holy shit.
1: My question is, did this friend ghost grow up and age with you? Did the age stay proportionate? Mm-hmm. You know, I had my ghost imaginary friend. For like two years, and so we were the same, you know, size the whole time. Mm-hmm. But this this went on her whole life, and so I'm just curious: did it start? You two were little, and then the ghost grew in size with you.
0: I don't know the answer to that. No, I know yeah. you
1: don't. I'm just curious. Yeah,
0: thanks for sharing. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to a call. Hi. Hi, my
1: name's Dana.
2: I live in Ohio. And I have a couple short stories. Um, I'll start with the first one. When I was young, we moved into a house when I was in first grade. And at that point, my family started saying that they would hear footsteps up and down the stairs. And I always had a hard time sleeping when I was a kid, and it got worse here. And so my mom, she would come up and she would lay next to me uh, until I fell asleep. And... My sister would sleep with her door open so there was airflow. There's no air conditioning in the house or essential heat, so we always had to figure out a way to um, circulate the air. Well, her door was open one night, and every night my mom would go back downstairs from waiting for me to fall asleep. My sister would say goodnight. And one night my sister said goodnight when she saw my mom's silhouette pass her door, and uh, my mom didn't respond. So my sister kept saying, Mom, goodnight. Mom, good night. And my mom never answered. So, my sister got up, went downstairs. My mom was dead asleep. She hadn't been awake. Um, another story is my cousin uh, would come over and they would spend the night. Um, and one time, my cousin spent the night and said she rolled over to see a little girl that looked like me, except she was in Victorian clothing. Now, a little bit of a description of me: I have green eyes big brown curly hair and a round face. I'm, I'm a pretty identifiable individual with how extravagant my hair used to be as a child. And my cousin said it was the same thing, except there was Victorian dress on this little girl. Um, all of this was happening before I graduated high school, by the way. Um, another one is my sister's room. She uh, would go into her room and there would be things moved and it wasn't like something tipped over. Uh, She has probably about a solid six feet in between her TV and where her bed is and the glass gel candle she had that was in a um, like a champagne glass it was a token from her palm was gently laid in the middle of her bed so every night before she would go to bed she would peek her head into her room and go anybody who's in here I need you to leave please I want to go to sleep now and then she'd go into her room and do her normal thing Um, soon after that my mom and I were cleaning downstairs and we have a kitchen that's the central it's connected to the dining room the living room and our office I was in the kitchen and my mom was in the office and when I was cleaning um, I heard this pick and I looked behind me and I saw these purple glasses that I had set on the table, and it was one of those tables that was like attached to the wall and only had two legs, and so these glasses were set right against the wall on this table, so it couldn't have been knocked off, and then on top of that, they were gently put in the center of the kitchen, directly in the center of the kitchen, right side up, as if somebody just placed them there. And like, only a couple seconds after that, I hear my mom go, Woo! And she came in. She's like, Dana, did you touch my butt? I'm like, Mom, no, I did not touch your butt. I've been in here. She's like, well, something just touched my butt. It was like it smacked it. And then I tell her what happened. She was like, no way. Um, another thing that would happen is I would wake up and I would see a man standing over my bed pretty frequently. He had from the mouth down would be all black, and from the mouth up would be white, and he would just stand there and stare at me with his big eyes, and I never knew why, and for a long time, I would just roll over, and then one night, I just got so frustrated, um, I told him off, and I was like, you could know, stare at me, hook me in the creek, and finally he stopped, but I still get the feeling that it's there, it's just not bothering me now. Um, And then on a lighter note, uh, when my grandmother passed away, she uh, passed away in her sleep on the anniversary of my grandparents' marriage. So that was pretty sweet. And then when we went to bury her, there was a yellow, I believe it's called a swallowtail butterfly, so it looks kind of like a monarch, but it's yellow. And it just kept around my mom, my dad and I and my sister the entire time we were burying her and then we being in Pennsylvania we went to the Allegheny Mountains where we usually frequent and everywhere we went even when we stopped at the marina this yellow butterfly was just following us and it was sweet and we think it was my grandmother checking on us um, and yeah that's, that's it for right now I have a few other things, I work in a nursing home and I have a few stories from that uh, and I'll make sure to call in Thank you so much for your time. I love the show and I listen to it every
1: day. Thank you. Bye. I like the stories where people think it's um, family members showing up as different animals or butterflies or significant symbols, you know, Mm -hmm. as kind of a, a peaceful little bit of closure.
0: Do you get to body hop when you're dead, like from animal to animal or thing to thing?
1: I doubt it. I think what you pick, you pick.
0: And then after that, you get to pick another thing. I mean, because you think butterflies, like that's not a very long lifespan, is it? I mean, how long do butterflies live?
1: Uh, like monarchs can live to be like almost a year old because they sure. actually migrate from one end of the country to the other. They're fascinating.
0: Well, if well, I guess if you if you just went through death and you discovered, hey, I get to pick something new now. I guess maybe the fear is kind of gone of like, oh, I'll try that for a year.
1: And then be something else. Yeah, I don't
0: know. It might not be a bad choice because you're like, try that out for a year, and maybe I'll pick a swallowtail next, or I'll be a cardinal the year <laughs> after. I, I, I'm not trying. I mean, I'm I, I'm not trying to be like sarcastic, but it's interesting when that happens. You know, yeah. where people talk about it seeming to be, um, you know, a loved one, or is it is it something else? Kind of giving you the sign through. Uh, the use of uh, an animal or a butterfly or whatever it may be um, that they're there, that they're watching and, and that sort of stuff. But it's not like the loved one is the butterfly or the bird. What, what do you think on that?
1: I think sometimes it's both. I, I mean, it depends on if you believe in reincarnation, but I think a lot of times it's something controlling the situation to make you have that, that experience.
0: Well, how do you explain the birds that just keep flying into windows over and over? Were those just stupid people. <laughs> at one point, and they're just like, "Damn it, they don't get." It. That could be. It's like, well, that was Lenny. Remember Lenny? Yeah, he was the kind of the one at work that was just not. Yeah, yeah. Well, now he's he's the the blue jay that keeps hitting the the pane glass every day. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, and and in that that vein of of thinking of okay reincarnation if that's what you believe um is it something where are are all animals are all beings that are out there um reincarnated i don't know or is it just some is there ever things where it's just the start and then you know i don't know i mean i'm I'm just i'm and i'm not being sarcastic with this so somebody's like you're making i'm not making i'm asking like I, I'm, it's an opinion-based question, obviously. I
1: think it's it's going to vary as widely. The answer is going to vary as widely as people's
0: belief, belief systems. Sub-
1: systems, yes. No.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just, there's so many um, so many rabbit holes that can go down with with mm-hmm. that. And it's not. And I'm not saying any of that to to discre- you know discredit or discard or say it's not true. I'm just like I, I'm interested in logistics mm-hmm. when it comes to any of these topics. And that's what I find really fascinating is people's theories on these things. Not that anybody has the answer, but sometimes you really, you come across a really interesting theory on something. And I talk about this a lot in the grave talks where you just kind of dig into someone's psychology and something and go, oh, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. And it's sometimes it's like obvious things where you go, I, that's weird that I never pondered mm-hmm. it in, in this light, but you kind of, you run you know so many of these questions through somebody else's prism and you're like oh i didn't think of it that way i mean i ask you know every interview i do over on the grave talks i never have scripted questions i just kind of let the conversation go go where it it does but there ends up being you know fairly similar questions that are asked of of many people just because of the roads you go down but you get different answers mm-hmm. and and then from there then that leads to other questions that you may have never thought to ask and you get into um, areas uh, and and perspectives that, um, other people hold. And it's, it's really interesting. Anyway, uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at real ghost stories online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd love to hear them. If you want to keep our program on the air, support us, become an extra podcast person, sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get all the bonus content, more than 300 bonus episodes, advanced episodes of the show, commercial free, and more ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time for Jenny, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to real ghost stories online. hope everybody is doing their best right now as we're going through this crazy time in our world. I'm Tony Bruski, host of Real Ghost Stories Online. wanted to invite you and let you know about our other brand new podcast that we just launched, Help Kill the Time, for you. It's called The Dark Side of Wikipedia. It's about true crime and dark history. We dive into some of the strangest, most disturbed minds and experiences from our history and examine their story, their Wikipedia entry, and then discuss the cases, the individuals, and the psychology of the events as we go through each and every story. Some of our first episodes include Ed Gein, The VTK Killer, The New London School Explosion, Amityville Murders, Richard Speck, Amelia Dyer, The General Slocum Disaster, Jeffrey Dahmer, and more. New episodes every single week. Check out Dark Side of Wikipedia. Search it, subscribe wherever you download podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. It's available now with new episodes every single week. Dark Side of Wikipedia. Search and subscribe today and stay safe out there.